Welcome to the Every Day is Saturday podcast. The number one motivation show on the planet. No more Mondays for you. It's time to make every day Saturday. Boom! This is the podcast where we help you to accept who you are, not where you are. On the roller coaster of life, you know we only sit in the front seat champion. So make sure you are fastened in. Let's go. Tired of feeling run down all the time during the week? We can help you make every day feel like it's a Saturday. Let's go pack your bags. It's time to leave Averageville. Introducing the man who thinks abnormal stands for above normal. When you're on fire, people will travel from miles around to watch you burn, baby. We are fired up. The host of the Every Day is Saturday show, Sam Crowley. Hello, champion, and welcome. Today, every day, Saturday podcast, April 20th. Um, boy, April 19th, yesterday. It's a big day in our family. I share that with you because it's really going to add probably some more context into why I'm just so flipping passionate about life and how short life is and how I want to squeeze that last bit of toothpaste out of the tube of life. So, hey, before we get started, thanks so much for smashing the review button on iTunes. Helps amazing people like you find the show. Leave a rating. Let everybody know that you listen to the Everyday Saturday podcast. Thank you so much. So yesterday was April 19th, and I want to take you back to that same date in 2000, 23 years ago. Uh, You know I have four daughters. If you're a regular listener to the show, I have four beautiful, amazing daughters which is hilarious that God gave me four girls. Um, it made me, I tell you, it really <laughs> makes me a better father. It really activated that empathetic gene in me that I never really knew I had. Uh, I love my daughters. If you listen to the show, you know that as well. Uh, but I had a son. Uh, we had a son, Matthew, and he was born on April 19th of 2000, and he also died on April 19th of 2000. He was delivered at 20 weeks, and you know, I won't give you the entire story, but you know, my wife and I, we found out we were having our very first baby right around the new year. Y2K. Uh, remember all that Y2K stuff going on back in the day? So it was, uh, it was uh, December of 99, January 2000. Uh, we're like, oh my God, we're pregnant. We got married in 1998. So all brand new stuff for us, man. <laughs> Ever had any kids before? I'm like, oh boy, things just got serious. Uh, so we went in for a sonogram on April uh in April, uh, you know, right around a few days before the 19th, uh, we're going to find out the sex of the baby. My wife was 20 weeks along and we, uh, the lady was doing a sonogram, the tech, great lady. I remember her and she's like, well, looks like a baby boy. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm having a son. I'm throwing a football in the backyard. We're going to football games and baseball games. Just, you know, dad, son, just your thought goes right there. You know what I mean? Like you've ever had a son, I'm sure. If you're a father, especially, that's like the first thought you have, you know? A Crowley boy. Oh, he's going to be so athletic. So almost as fast as that joy came into our lives, the tech says, hey, let me just bring in uh, bring in a doctor real quick or a higher level tech. I forget who the individual was, but they come in the room and then it turns from like, elation to hmm and they're looking at it and looking at him like hey what's going on you know we're just kind of hanging out in the room and they're like yeah um ooh boy and they just gave us the news that the baby wasn't going to make it my wife was losing amniotic fluid and there you go very similar to what happened to our daughter Susan but what happened to her was at 23 weeks and she was born a few days later at 24 weeks weighing just one pound and she made it I mean through the grace of God you know 
she didn't have cerebral palsy or 85% chance of some neurological disorder, and she avoided all of that. Six different brain bleeds, a hole in her heart. Kid, I mean, we just literally drove her to school this morning. She's in the second grade. Um, just a, an incredible story, but sadly, this one did not end uh, the same way. We uh, Angela was admitted, my wife, on, on that day, same day we had the sonogram, and a few days later, she delivered uh, our baby boy, Matthew. And, man, it was tough. I'm not even going to try to hide it. It was, I mean, you can imagine, right? So I don't have to probably describe that, especially those of you that have ever been through that. My heart goes out to you. Uh, it is a very painful process. But um, we delivered Matthew. We held him. Uh, we had him baptized uh, into the Catholic Church at the time. And we held him, and his little heart was beating. You could see it beating right there. And then it stopped beating, and that was it. He was gone. So he's buried here in Cincinnati, Ohio, at Gate of Heaven Cemetery. And there's a plaque there because of all the other families at that time, which is really incredible to think so many other people go through this on a regular basis. So he's buried with all of the other little angels, and there's a plaque that says God's littlest people on the tombstone. And it's for that moment in time. And, you know, so that's April 19th. And, boy, I remember where I was. I remember what the weather was like here. Spring was coming into the air here in Cincinnati. And... I just remember everything that was going on. I just remember how dark of a time it was because we left the hospital after delivering. Like, we're done. Hey, you can leave now. Like, God, it's just a few days ago, man. We're we're like, we're having a baby. And then we're not. And I, I don't even know how to describe it. You know, death is such a permanent exclamation part mark on on life, whether it was four hours like our son, or 85 years when you lose a parent or a grandparent. It's just, that's it. And I remember driving home thinking, this is it. Now we got to go to Walgreens late at night. We have to get the drugs they prescribed. And, you know, um, just business goes on. You know, mortgage payments showed up in the in the mail. Uh, car payments were due. Um, just life went on. And it just, I think that's what hit me, man. Life just kept going on. And we were supposed to just keep going with it. Like, Hey, you know, and I remember my work at the time was very, very gracious. They, they, they're like, dude, take as much time as you need. You come back in a few days, a week, two weeks, whatever you need. You got to be with your wife. And um, I was very grateful for that. And, you know, I just, it, I can't get that thought out of my mind still 23 years later, how life just kept spinning. And I was supposed to just, my wife and I were just supposed to jump back in and, you know, everything, business as usual. And uh, that's when it started to hit me really hard that I've, I better figure out what the hell I want to do with my life because that was traumatic for my wife. I mean, ev all emphasis was on her, like psychologically, physically, just trying to get her. And she, I'm telling you what, this is the strongest woman I have ever met in my entire life, hands down, not even a close second. I mean, the strongest woman I have ever met in my life. And she was on bed rest for a few days, didn't really want anybody's sympathy. Not that she's cold-hearted. She's just like, hey, we got to get back at it. Let's go. It's just, uh, so we just, you know, like, where do we go from here? And uh, uh, miraculously, that was April and July of that year, we got pregnant with, uh, again, and it was our daughter Madeline, our firstborn. Uh, she was born, well, you know what I mean, right? Our firstborn that was natural birth, lived. And that was March 18th, 2001. And it was a perfect delivery. Well, I'm a guy, right? <laughs> Ladies, I'm not trying to say there wasn't pain involved in that. But perfect by the sense she was born on her due date. 
she was due March 18th, and she came on March 18th. Our daughter Laura was born on her due date. Paige was born on her due date. Susan, you know the story there. She was born a preemie, micro preemie at 24 weeks. But we would not have those four beautiful girls had not Matthew given his life. You know what I mean? Like that's the natural sequence that happened after Matthew died. And I never questioned God. I never asked why. Had some great conversations with God. Uh, as I do now, I talk to God every morning. You know, I wake up, I have a cup of coffee, four in the morning, and I just sit in the dark and I talk to God. And it, it just offers me such clarity, such comfort that he's always with me. He never leaves me. He'll never leave you. God never leaves you. He never sa- said, you know, life was going to be easy. He just said, I will never leave you through the storm. And I hold on to that so much. I hold. You have no idea how much I cling to God every single day for protection over my children, for health, for everything that's going on in my life. And back then, I was starting to have thoughts of, man, I better figure something out. Now, I went back to work, and I loved throwing myself in work. And at the time, I was, you know, Johnny Corporate Guy. I loved it. Like, I really enjoyed going to work until I didn't. And the reason I didn't enjoy it was because I just felt this purpose and this passion pulling me somewhere else. I didn't know where it was going to lead. I had no idea I was going to start a podcast. A pod- podcast wasn't even invented back in 2000. So... It wasn't that. It was just something bigger in my life. And as I was reflecting yesterday on April 19th, my son would have been 23 years old. And I kind of, I do think, I mean, I do kind of, you know, allow myself to dream a little bit of uh, what it would have been like to have a son. But then it shifts right back to, my God, I wouldn't have my four daughters. And I I love my daughters. I, I want my daughters in my life. And I love them just, I would give my life for them just like you would for your children, you know? So I daydream a bit, and then I come back to reality, like, God, thank you for these four beautiful children and the fact that our marriage has lasted also these 25 years. We celebrated our 25th anniversary in February. We also had another miscarriage in 2004 before our daughter Laura was born. So we had Matthew who passed away. We had a miscarriage. We had Susan born at 24 weeks. Uh, Those are not easy circumstances for any mother to go through. You know, and as a father and as a husband, you need to be there. Like you have, you need to be there. And I wasn't there to offer any advice. I was just there for, hey, you want to talk? And if she didn't want to talk, then we didn't talk. You know, and if she wanted to talk, I shut up and listen. You know, and another thing marriage has taught me is that to be a really good listener. <laughs> I think my wife would say, you got a lot of work to do there, buddy, too. But I'm a much better listener now than I ever would have been had I not gotten married and had I not had daughters because your your job is to listen, not to always jump in and give your advice and opinion and two cents on everything. And that's just, see what I mean? Like we're 10 minutes into the podcast and this is just 10 minutes of what April 19th means to me. You know, another thing, had Matthew not passed away, Madeline would have never been born and Madeline would have never asked, Daddy is tomorrow Saturday and this podcast would have never been launched. And I would have never, you know, started this business and this brand. And I would have never really, maybe I would have never seized it. I probably would have never even found my purpose in life through this podcasting mechanism and this speaker platform that I have had Matthew not passed away. And Madeline was born asking, Daddy, is tomorrow Saturday? You know? So the lesson for me here, uh, thank you for listening, number one. <laughs> it's been a great therapy session for me. Number two, uh, going back to that Angie Whited interview from a few days ago, um, it's, it's easy to ask why. It's difficult to say, what are the lessons that I'm supposed to learn from this? And when I framed it, what's the lessons I'm supposed to? It's very obvious to me. Uh, I had a son for four hours. Thank you, Lord. I'll see him again in heaven. We'll be throwing a football or 20 up there, I promise you, up in heaven, me and Matthew. But 
Madeline asking daddy is tomorrow Saturday, being gifted to be the father of four daughters, um, all of that, learning how to navigate uh, the death of a son, a miscarriage, a daughter born at 24 weeks, being there as the support mechanism as a spouse. I mean, all of that I would have never learned how to do had April 19th of 2000 never happened. So if you're going through some tough times, uh, you're not alone. You're not alone. Uh, lean on individuals that are close to you, that are great listeners, um, that will be there to lift you up when you're ready, that will also push you to get back up, you know, because you can't stay down forever as much as you want to. And that's what my, my wife taught me. She's like, hey, let's go. We got to go. Let's just get our life back going. We can grieve, but we have to live our life. And we prayed. And we pray together, and we still pray, and we still pray together. We watch sermons online all the time. We talk about it, and uh, I'm just feeling led right now. Let's just end this podcast a little bit differently than the others and just end it in a short prayer. All right, let's go. Lord, thank you for never leaving us, always being there with us through the storm. Thank you for the gift of eternal life. And thank you, Lord, for this day. Tomorrow is not guaranteed. Thank you for waking us up this day and allowing us to be a blessing to everyone that we come in contact, that we would try. We don't always hit the mark, Lord, but that we would try to emulate the grace and the mercy that your son Jesus Christ gave us. In your name, thank you, Lord. Amen. All right, that's April 19th. A day late, but that's my thoughts about that day. Going back some 23 years. All right, let's go, let's go, let's go. Say it with me. Have the... Best day ever. And that's a wrap. Another Everyday Saturday podcast in the books. Thanks so much for listening. Would you do your boy a favor? Would you get on iTunes or wherever you listen to the Everyday Saturday podcast and leave a rating for the show? It helps amazing people like you find the show faster. And that's what I'm looking for, amazing people like you. Hey, I'm always hanging out on the interwebs. You can check me out on Instagram, at Everyday is Saturday. Let me know you're listening to the show. Love, 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 love hearing from fans of the Everyday Saturday podcast. And one last thing, when you're ready to launch, get on my calendar, go to launchwithsam.com. You and I are going to work together to set rocket fuel to your dream. Are you ready? Let's do it. I'll see you on the next Everyday is Saturday podcast.